right, welcome back to another episode of my online school life with me, Ray Porton. Me, Leo Porton. And today we have a special guest. Leo, do you want to introduce our, our guest? Um, Mr. Silverman. Yes, and Mr. Silverman is a friend. And he is from San and and he's in and he lives in San Antonio, Texas. Yes. So how are you doing, Mr. Silverman? I am doing great, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Uh, this is one of my favorite shows to listen to, and so I'm just super excited to be a guest today. But one other thing. Um, sadly, um, our other host, Owen. Owen oh, wasn't able to make it today, right? Yes. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to try to do our best without him, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Silverman, let's let's get a little bit about you before we jump right in. Um, so, you're a principal in San Antonio area, correct? Well, at a wonderful elementary school called Salinas Elementary School here in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Um, we have 655-ish students. It changes kind of on the regular, but 655 kids at grades pre-K three, we have three-year-olds all the way up to fifth grade. Fantastic. So he's about the same size as my school, except for he has two more grades than mine. Mine's only first through fifth. And I have about 448 students. Um, but Leo, this is the school that I got to read the book, The Doc to, when I told you I was reading that one night. Yeah. So it was, that was Salinas, that was his school. So uh, before we get started, Leo, what do we have to do? Really, little fact. All right, so do you want to tell Mr. Silverman how that works? All right, so the rules of the Leo or real fact are simple. I say an animal fact. You and my dad have to guess if it's a Leo fact, which is a made-up fact, or a real fact, which is a true fact. So... Um, that's What's your real Leo fact. Pigs in China can get up to the size of a full-grown male polar bear. That's crazy. And can weigh up to one thousand two hundred pounds. One thousand two hundred pounds. You're saying a pig in China can grow to? Yeah, that's a lot of bacon. That's a lot of bacon. A lot of ham and a lot of bacon and a lot of pork chops, right? Yeah, it is. Well, I know, you know, we'll, we'll come back and answer this later. I think I know. And Mr. Silverman's from Texas, and they do a lot of ranching and stuff down there, so maybe he's got some insight that I don't know about. But also. But, but I'm going to, I'm really considering that one because that one is kind of got my mind blown here a little bit. So I'm I'm going to have to consider that one and see, see if I think it's a real fact or a Leo fact. We'll have to figure that out. So, Leo, do you have any questions for Mr. Silverman? Um, yes, actually. Um, how how long have you been a principal? Well, Leo, I have been a principal for this is my thirty first year being either an a, a principal or an assistant principal. So, I was a teacher for seven years, and then. For the last 31 years, I've been either an assistant principal or a principal. So it's been a really long time. Yeah. So what, what grade did you teach when you taught? So 
when I taught, I was a, I started out as a first grade teacher. I taught first grade for three years. I also taught fourth grade for a couple of years. I taught fifth grade. And here's a, a, a Mr. Silverman fact. Um, I, and it's a real fact, by the way. I also for one year taught a bilingual pullout class where I taught in Spanish all day. Wow. I did not know you were bilingual. Muy bien, muy bien. No clue what that means. You don't know what that means? I you know I said what I said was I was for real, I was a bilingual teacher. And I said, very good, very good. I don't know any much more Spanish. I can usually understand more of it than I can say. So, so what other questions do we have? Um, how do you like being a principal? Oh my gosh, I love being a principal. It's so much fun, um, especially in an elementary school because what's cool about it is that as I have gotten older, and I'm gonna admit that I have gotten a little bit older than when I started, because when I started teaching, I was just 21 years old. Um, I have, what's so cool about it is the kids never grow up. Does that make sense, Leo? Like yeah. work, the kids, the kids are always the same age. It's different kids, but, um, but they're the same age. But I have a, a cool thing that uh, you know I've gotten to do because I've been doing this for so long, I have right now a teacher at my school who was one of my elementary students several years ago. So she grew up and she became a teacher and now she works at my school as a teacher. And what's even cooler about that is she has a son that goes to the school uh, where we both work. And so I call him my grand student because he is the child of one of my former students. So that's definitely a cool thing about being a principal. That is very cool. Could you imagine going back to school and working for your principal? No, no. <laughs> I. You see, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not really too interested in like um. Like, I'm more interested in cooking than other things, but if there was one school I would want to teach, it would probably be culinary school. Oh, that would be awesome. And you know, I have uh, three kids, two of them are sons. My two youngest kids are sons, and they're grown up now. And as a matter of fact, the, the new baby that I'm going to meet uh, today is the child of my youngest son. And when he was your age he's 23 right now but when he was your age he wanted to be a chef more than anything as a matter of fact one year we bought him for christmas a an apron and a chef hat and uh we and he loved to cook and so my boys especially my daughter too um they all like to cook and and just like you guys we used to cook a lot together at home and they learned how to cook and they love to cook and so the other thing we like to do, my boys uh, like to bake. And so cooking and baking is, is a big deal. So even though um, they wanted to do that and they still love to do that, none of them went into culinary. As a matter of fact, my youngest is just finished his student teaching and he's gonna become a teacher. Uh, he's getting ready to graduate uh, in a couple of weeks and he'll be a special education teacher. 
once he's done. And, and guess what? He's going to be a special education teacher who loves to cook. Look at that. Mr. Silverman is the one he sends us recipes sometimes. And so what recipe are we going to make that he sent us uh, today that, before we make dinner? That like, like, like cookie recipe. The dreamsicle cookies? Yeah. Oh my gosh, those are so good. And uh, I can't wait to hear if you guys like them as much as we like them. Yeah, we, I think we're going to like them, don't you, Leo? Oh, yeah. So now, today is actually, so you, you know, Mr. Silverman, we like to cook, and today is actually Leo's day to cook. Um, my parents sent, my parents were on vacation in Hawaii, and they sent us a bunch of pineapples. So we decided, instead of going based on a country today, we were going to go on a menu that we could make things that had pineapples. So what are we going to make today, Leo? All right, so today we're making a white rice with grilled pineapple chopped up and put on it and then a shrimp skewer grilled and then um put on the rice as a skewer and then a pineapple boat salad with pineapple with grilled bell pepper cucumber avocado um pineapple and i think they're in cilantro mm -hmm. and yeah we're gonna have to hollow we're gonna have to cut a pineapple in half hollow it out and then grill the what we took out of it so it's gonna be cool delicious and i know your dad likes to grill um that is not something that i like to do but it is i see some of the things that your dad uh, grills and smokes for your family that smoked mac and cheese looked amazing and um so that sounds like that's going to be quite the dinner yeah yeah so we're, we have fun with the cooking and leo says he wants to be the world's greatest chef Absolutely. you know that it's always good leo to have goal like that because um you want to be good at things but when you strive to be great at things that's even better because it just makes you try and try and try even more. So I think that's an awesome goal. Yeah, there, there, there is one, there was one meal that um, didn't go so well. It was all, it was lamb dumplings and we, and we did overdo the salt quite a bit. Yeah. We were too salty. I heard that story. Your dad told me that story. Well, I'm going to tell you a story. So one of the things that um, we like to do is bake, right? And so I and I sent you dad the recipe for the 30-minute yeast rolls. And the first time I made them, I misread the recipe because you know sometimes that happens. I followed the recipe. Um, I misread the recipe, and it and the recipe called for two tablespoons of yeast, but two teaspoons of yeast because that seemed more like, you know, typical that you use one of those little packets of yeast and that's about two and a quarter uh, teaspoons. And so I just put one in and I can tell you that while the, the rolls did rise, oh my gosh, Leo, they were not, they were not light and fluffy. They were heavy and, and, um, and they, you know, guess what? we still ate them, but um, some of them, but uh, they, they did not come out the way they were supposed to. So, you know, sometimes even if you uh, are doing something that you like, like cooking, 
you know, you definitely do have to follow the recipe and make sure you're paying attention. That's for yeah. Sure. I think my I think our dad maybe printed out the wrong recipe because we put in two tablespoons. I think we were supposed to put in two teaspoons. I don't know. It's hard, and we'll learn from it, right? Next time, um. Yeah, I'm probably putting in two teaspoons, not two tablespoons. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I, Leo, I have a question for you, if I can. Yes. Um, so I was listening to your last episode, and you were talking, you and your brother were talking about going back to school uh, full-time, right? Because you guys had not been full-time. And, you know, one of the differences here is we have been full-time uh, back to school since September. We've had uh, the kids five days a week since um, September 28th. So uh, I was I was trying to think about how when you start back full time in April, what that feels like after you've been um, first at home and then um, part time hybrid. How's it been so far? Good. Oh yeah, I've had three teachers i'm on my third teacher now so my first teacher went to have her baby and then my second teacher had to take care of his daughter and then my third teacher is still at school that's good and and when you went back full-time what's different about what it's like now than what it was when you were full-time you know like last year what's um, the thing that's different now is probably the social distancing, not giving high fives, um, like maybe uh, different things, having turns on the playground for recess. Like last year was just all grades have the playground, but and also um, wearing masks. Um, being more spread apart, not doing as much partner work, things like that. You know, we're having that same thing here, except that we did allow the kids to play on the playground and just fewer at a time because we would let maybe like a whole grade level be out on the playground at one time. But now we're limiting it to maybe one class at a time on the equipment. But we decided we were going to try it out and kind of see how it went. And you know what? So far, it's been just fine. But, you know, we have something uh, that I don't think you guys have. And that is every Thursday morning, any student that wants to. And so we usually have about 250 or so uh, kids and teachers. We get um, COVID tested every Thursday morning. And so we go into the cafeteria and we take the little nasal swab and then we find our results. And luckily we have had um, just like, since we started in January, maybe maybe two cases that we, you know, from kids uh, that we found. So uh, we're definitely, even though we're out on the playground and we're in the cafeteria, we're definitely trying to make sure that we're all okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't have it at, um, you know, in school, but, um there there yeah it's more likely that we won't have that for a, for like until like unless it unless covid picks up a lot then 
Um, I think they'll start doing that. Yeah, and we do. Like, I have to register you every day and sign in that you're healthy and, and fill out a form every day for you and Owen. Yeah. For me, I just, at school, how we get certified is we have our lanyard. We scan the QR code on it, and then they know that mom and dad filled out the form. Yeah. And same thing uh, with, with those forms. And we also uh, check temperatures every morning. So we check. Can you do your temperature checks? Um, no, but we used to on the bus. We only get our temperatures checked if, like, we're not feeling well and, like, something like that. Or, like, if we have, like, a small, like, fever, then. We'll, we'll probably get our temperatures checked and then we'll probably head home and yeah. So I have a question for both of you because I don't know how it is in your guys' buildings. So since you've been back remote or from in, in full time, I mean, since you've been back full time, do you guys feel like you use computers more or are you guys using paper and pencil as much as you used to? Um, paper and pencils as much as we used to. We don't really use our computers unless it's for like science or social studies. Okay, so you, in school you're not using your computer as much? Okay. Yeah. So I feel like though in our school we are using the computers definitely more. You know, all the kids have uh, Chromebooks and we uh, definitely have been using them, I feel like more. Well, because before we didn't have one for every student and now we do. And so I feel like we're using ours quite a bit more. Yeah, because like in my building, we all the students have iPads and we've gone as much as we can to almost completely paperless um, where we don't have students using paper and pencil very much at all um, while we're hybrid right now. Now, you know, I mean, obviously, when we go full person, we might increase that a little bit. But right now we're just hybrid. Yeah, we do have kids that are still at home, you know, that have chosen to be at home. And so most of our teachers, not all of them, but most of them have some kids in school full-time and some kids at home full-time. And that's been a huge challenge because what, what you see when you walk into a classroom is uh, the teacher will have projected up on the screen maybe um, three or four or five kids that are still home doing Zoom while they're doing the lesson live to everybody else. And that's been, you know, our teachers have really had to learn how to how to do that. That was definitely something that uh, we didn't get trained to do, but we're definitely learning how to do. Yeah, my teachers are also doing some of that simultaneous teaching, and, and that's that's been difficult. Um, that's been probably one of the biggest adjustments. Now, in Leo's school, if they signed up for remote, they stayed, they had a separate teacher altogether. So they have one teacher that is nothing but remote, and everybody else is, is live. So or, well, actually, some teacher, there are more than four um, third grade teachers, just one of the ones that I know of mm -hmm. um, is full, actually, she's in person now. And she's right across. And she's right across from my classroom, and uh, well, actually, next to my classroom. So. Okay. So, do you have any more questions for Mr. Silverman? Um. Nope. Does Mr. Silverman have any more questions for you? I do. I have one more question for you, Leo. So, <laughs> next year, when you're in fourth grade, what are you? hoping will be different from 
this year from third grade? Maybe not as much social distancing and maybe no masks. Like that's just because the masks make it harder to um get the get good air ventilation. So um yeah. I think we could all agree on that yeah i think so i know the one thing i've heard though teachers say is with wearing masks they feel like eye contact is way better with everybody that people are doing a much better job of giving eye contact because they're trying to understand and hear people better yeah definitely and one of the things that i can tell you that i'm looking forward to is being able to you know hug a little bit more and and uh and kind of get your hands on each other a little bit more yeah, I'm, I'm used to like high fives and, and I like it's hard for me. I, I started doing foot fives. So I give foot fives. So we, we tap toes. So, all right. So we need to do our real Leo fact. What was it again, Leo? Um, pigs in China can get up to the size of an adult male polar bear. I am going to say that I'm thinking that maybe that just seems so big. I'm going to say that's a Leo fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow his lead. I mean, he. I'm gonna go with Mr. Coleman. I'm gonna say that's a Leo fact. That sounds huge. What is it, Leo? It's a real fact. Oh my goodness! I I can't even imagine. I you know I would love to see it, but not up close. <laughs> so, I would love to see it up close. I could ride it, and he could probably throw me off, but it would still be fun. Yeah, I probably so. I would probably just be wearing a ton of pillows. I would just strap a bunch of pillows to me. All right, great plan for sure. Can you believe that though? The size of a male polar bear—that's eleven hundred pounds a pig got. That's huge. That's a that's a ton of pork chops. That's pork chops. All right. So, well, thank you so much, Mr. Silverman, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and um. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And also, I hope you enjoy meeting your grandchild. Yeah. Your granddaughter. I'm looking very forward to meeting her. And thank you guys so much. This has this is like a thrill for me because I love listening to your show. And to be a guest on the show is a huge honor. So thank you so much, Leo. Well, I gotta tell you, Mr. Silverman, I have listened to all of your podcasts that you have because you've got what three of them now, don't you? That you work with. I do. It's uh, it, it's becoming a little uh, extra business there, right? Uh, lots, lots to uh, lots to talk about for sure. Yeah. So, Mr. Silverman has one called the second question, and then he's got one called the Ranger Way, which is his school's podcast, right? Called this Ranger Life, yes, it's this Ranger Life by a group of students at my school. And then you just started one with two other gentlemen from Texas, one of which we've had on this show, Dr. Springer, called the Texan Connection, which I'm really excited about. Yes, we're excited about it too. And the first episode should be coming out on Monday, so we're excited about that. We had a little trailer, and yes, uh, Dr. Springer and a guy named Dr. Porter, and we are excited about that as well. Yes, well, if uh, I would recommend anybody listen to all of them because they're all fantastic, and thank you again so much for joining us on another episode of In the Online School Life. Thank you all so much. Have a great day.